It's time for the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. With over 20 years experience talking smack to each other and good at cracking cold ones and talking football. This is your favorite source for fantasy football wisdom. And now, here's your hosts, Charlie and Bryce. Gentlemen, Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryce. And as always, I am Bryce. And with me today, I have the smiling. I have the Rams killer. I have the one. I have the only. I'm Charlie, folks. And the fire is back. That's right. I was amped up last night. Way too late. Way past my bedtime. But just amped up all game. Hufunga. I think that that might be... I know you you want a use check jersey, but you might need a Ufunga jersey. Dude, I, I told Lily, I'm like, as he was running the pick six back, I'm like, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> New jersey, for sure. I knew it. I for knew sure. it. That's like Charlie's big like, time, big time Hufanga fan. I'm surprised here. you didn't have an accident because those are your favorite jerseys in a primetime game and your defensive guy making a play like that with his hair flowing. Hey, but just you know, like, you check had a big play or two last he night. He did. Too, he but did. It wasn't Hufanga's play. I was all amped up. Today we have a guest joining us, a uh, very special long friend, guest. very special guest. That's right. So we're going to have a couple of Salty Panthers fans with us tonight. Hell yeah, Bo. Drew Revis. Oh yeah, and my ass is super chapped today, so we're going to get into that. So we got a good chapped ass too. We got a couple of chapped asses, that's for sure. Uh, boys, uh, really, let's just, let's talk some football. Let's do let's it. some football. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I love a victory sip. Let's get into it. Victory beers. Or, no, just just one victory beer for me, I this guess. This is a sad beer on this side of the table? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's, uh... Rough for you, fellas. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, real quick, I'm going to run through the injuries. Um, just like the main ones. Uh, obviously, Tua from Thursday night. We'll, I'm a, we'll circle back to that, but... He has a concussion, so he's out this week. Dino Dong, uh, Daniel Jones had an ankle injury, so and he is day to day. It's still up in the air. I think he is trending towards playing. Um, they're going to London, I believe. Yeah, to play the Packers. Yep, and yep. so uh, he's day to day, and um, their backup Tyrod Taylor is in concussion protocol. So, um, Jonathan Taylor sprained his ankle. Which so he had X-rays, they were all negative, but he does have an ankle sprain and he has turf toe. So Ooh. yeah, he he's that's a bad. He, he's combo technically day to day, but and we'll. I mean, they say they're optimistic, but that's Thursday night on I, a short week. I'm yeah. not liking his chances there. I'm not either. Uh, Javante Williams towards ACL. He's out for the season. That is so ACL, LCL, and MCL. I th- or and there was there was something else in there, but it was like he, he may it. not even be back for the start of next year. Nah, he ruined it. You got a crowded backfield back in the Denver's, you know, backfield right there. So yeah, that's looking pretty interesting right now. I mean, yeah. Melvin Gordon, people, you got to be liking your chances there. I mean, he's gonna fumble. He he has fumbled every single game this year. Yeah. Melvin Gordon, yeah. but. I mean, I mean, it really does boost his fantasy points. Um, Cordero Patterson has a knee injury. He's been put on IR, so he's missing a minimum of four weeks. Uh, Traylon Burks for the Titans, turf toe. That averages three weeks for wide receivers. 
Um, so it it didn't say for sure. That's just I looked up turf toes an average of three weeks. Derek Henry receivers. Yeah, yeah, baby. Um, Jahan Dotson, he has a hammy. He's out one to two weeks. Amonra St. Brown is trending towards playing this week. He was very close to playing last week, so um, that'll be a help for Jared Goff and the DeAndre Lions. Swift. Uh, you know, same thing. Up. Still week to week. Still week to week. He's question. He's actively questionable right now. Yeah. Um, Everyone who played him daily played James. Jamal, Jamal Williams. Williams, thank you. He Killed it. Yep. Killed it. Hey, this wise. week yeah. was incredible for running backs. Yeah, yeah it, was. it uh, really was. A lot of them. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, even Josh Jacobs had like 36 points. Yeah, he had a hell, hell of a week. Yeah, yeah. In. Looking like, and that was part of the thing that I thought that he would look like all year long. Like he's going to be the number one back, and and finally we saw a little glimpse yep. of it. Whether we see it moving forward, we'll yet to be seen but yeah that's the kind of back that i thought he would be for them all year long this year yep so anyways i want to talk about Tua. so you know last week bryce and i kind of discussed whether we thought it was a concussion i said you know i'm i'm trusting that these doctors are not going to put him back on the field Let what did i say well, a sketchy said, organization. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so this, yeah, this is not necessarily the Dolphins. This is so they, the NFL fired the third-party neuro um, doctor, and although he he kind of threw a fit, and I, I almost wonder. Well, either way, when Tua got hit and went down, that the way that he went down is not something that would cause the hand seizing and and stuff that happened on the ground that was definitely a second hit after a concussion type of thing so yeah. I and he clear. hit his head the same way he hit his head the week before and that's where it was just like yeah it just like when you saw his hand seize up like that and he claimed it was a back injury against the bills and it was just like uh, so one is... interesting note though the nflpa interviewed them to interviewed Tua today um I'm not really sure what they're looking to get out of. Are they asking him if he lied? Are they asking him? I think mostly it's going to be what conversations did you have with that the doctor, the third party guy who we already fired, and the Dolphins doctor. Right. Like what was said. Um, I'm sure that they will ask too. Like, was it the back? Did you think you know? But I mean, I don't think anything is going to come of that necessarily. But I, I'd be interested to hear what those conversations were. Um, when there was obviously something missed. Yeah, I I just think, like I said last week, this is a sketchy organization. And last week, you know, if they were, like I said last week, like if they were playing the Jets, would two have come back in the game? Maybe, maybe not. Not as much as you would say against playing the Bills. And then he goes out and he plays on a short week again. And... He gets hurt again, and it was, and of course, you know, we, I know we talked about turf last week too, and of course it was on turf, and it was just like all the culmination of everything that we talked about last week, kind of going into one injury in a primetime event, and not only did it happen, and it was hard to watch Charlie like like some of these NFL injuries are, but it just felt like Amazon Prime just showed it and showed it and showed it and showed it. I was stayed home for the following day, and I was watching on TV. And they showed it a couple times, and I'm just I just had to turn it off. I couldn't watch it anymore. But it was all they could talk about, and it just like 
in my opinion, the firing of the neurodoctor, whatever, that's a cover your ass kind of move. That that that's all that is to me. I don't yeah. think that's anything else. I think that's the NFL doing what they do best and just covering their ass, firing someone to say, "Oh, well, we did something about it." Wink, wink. Right. And you know, if they, if that neuro guy, if he didn't do anything wrong and they fired him, huge lawsuit. Yeah. Huge lawsuit. Because I mean, what, that's defamation right there. Right. It is. He, he, you know, his job is not NFL doctor. His, he has probably his own practice. He has a reputation and this is like a side gig mm. that, he, you know, it's probably just, he wants to be involved with the NFL. So he does one day a week on whatever day that is. And he's probably going to sue the shit out of them. And apparently he got very aggressive when they were questioning him which then led to the, and not aggressive physically, but like he was very uh, confrontational, I guess. Yeah. Probably because he's like, no. You're not I'm, blaming this right, on me. Do not put yeah. this on me. Yeah. And so we'll we'll see how that turns out. Yeah. And I I will have to say I'm going to second you on. Sketchy organization. Sketchy organization. Well, scale I mean, from one to ten. I didn't get to see how bad the, you know, what it was. You know, I, know, I saw Rick's. With Rex Ryan, the old yeah. coach of the New York Giants, just or New York Jets, sorry, just reaming out and going on a tangent. But is it like, well, scale from one to ten, how bad was it? Because I didn't get to see it. Is he it like, slammed his head. I mean, it was one of those where he got hit and slammed his head back, and it was more the impact was on the back of the head. But as soon it, as he hit, he did one of these. Yeah, he? His like his. Oh, he? That's up. terrible like podcasting, the, I know. But like, I and yeah. I, I don't, I don't suggest watching it. But like. Right. Literally on national television, his hands went like and looked like a demented up. witch, dude. Like he, his yeah. joints so, were doing shit that I've never seen hands so do. So it was before. as bad as like Luke Keekley on national TV looking like like uh, crying like, when Luke yeah, Cre- Luke Keekley was, was crying on the yeah. It was like that oh. much of a gut punch, but it was more like I don't know if it was as a, gruesome as like Joe Theismann kind of no, leg no, no. break kind of thing, but the, it was just the like the actual impact of the head yes, on the ground. It wasn't that. It wasn't hard. that bad. Right. It didn't look that bad. It was just the reaction. Then it like was almost scary because it's like, oh wow, so he did have a concussion. It, it and literally they just looked hit it like it, it looked like Mike Tyson just took him to a right cross. Yeah, I mean, that's was, how bad he just was like up like here and just like his joints were doing mm-hmm. shit that you know it was demented, but. Yeah, not good. Um, not not good. And I know you know Mike McDaniel's is saying all this player safety stuff like that. But like, I'll just be curious to hear. And I don't know if we'll ever hear it. But like, you know, maybe about like same thing as the Brian Flores stuff. Like maybe we'll hear about how this all was handled sometime down the line. But I think we all know when there's smoke, there's fire, and there's a lot of smoke coming from Miami right no now. Yeah, a lot of smoke coming from Miami. Yep. Uh, that's all I've got for the, for the injuries. Okay. All right. Let's do, um, good week, bad week, good week, bad week. Let's do it. Drew, do you want to, do you want to start this thing out here? Yeah. All right. So I've got a couple, you know, so for good week, I've got the Eagles going four and out, not just surging in the air game, but surging on the run game. Oh yeah. I had Miles Sanders in a lot of leagues. You did. You did. Big time. Not just the offense, but that defense is kicking ass and taking names. If you got them in fantasy, those guys have put up, I think, 17 points. I had 19 points from them this weekend. Yeah. Back-to-back weeks. So, it's it's good if you're an Eagles owner on the defense. Oh, yeah. So, and my bad week for the team, I've got 
We'll obviously get into this later, but obviously the Panthers breaking tradition on losing to the Cardinals on the Sam Mills game. That's a tough pill to swallow. And I've also got the Colts going one, two, and one. Losing to the Titans. Yeah. What the hell is going on with the Colts right now? No like, one knows. But if you know, hit. send the they answer to like Indy. Send it to Indy. Like, what yeah. is going on? So, yeah. And for my player, good week. I've got Justin Jefferson with 10 receptions, 147 yards, one rushing touchdown, beating Marshawn Lattimore, and putting that baby to bed, dude. Let's oh, go. Yeah. Just whipping up on the fucking Saints. Yep. I love it. I love every minute of it. The Red Rifle did his best. <laughs> so, and I've also got to include Geno. Is, is, guys, is Geno Smith for real? Mm, no. I'm going to no? say no. I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to second that and say no, but I think he had a good week against a really has, bad defense. He's had two really good weeks. And he's had two bad weeks. Yeah. But yeah. this was a really good week. Yeah. And for my bad week for player, I've got Will Lutz. He was hitting that 60-yard field goal to tie it up. And I believe the the Will Lutz double the doink. The double doink. The double dunk, doink potential game-tying 61-yard field goal. And in and out, I love it. I love it. every bit of it. <laughs> so, I was really hoping he was going to get that. <laughs> right on. And I've got Coach, my good week is Brian Dayball. Shout-out to Mike Straub. You know, Mike Straub's Giants going 3-1 and one with old Daniel Dong Jones. Yep. <laughs> And uh, for my bad and, week. And Saquon as a quarterback. Yeah. And Saquon. Saquon. Saquon's a stud right now. Bad week. I've got Dan Campbell mm. going one in three, losing a tight one to the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, it's, that's unfortunate. That's, Scoring that's, as many points as they did. That's not a Campbell-esque kind of thing. Right. And good week for my fan base. I've got the Steelers. I Finally benching Mitchell Trubisky in order to see Kenny Pickett. I know he threw three uh, picks, but I heard like two of them apparently were not his fault, something like that. Yeah, one of them was I. I was listening to the radio um, on one of them and it bounced off of. Yeah, bad this. tip. Yeah, but apparently, I mean, Steelers fans, you got to be happy with Kenny Pickett going in there and finally seeing you know something come up. You got Pickens. Apparently, he's finding Pickens, and I think you know his his target share has just gone up every single time. Uh, you know. Um, once uh, Kenny Pickett has been in, so you got to be excited about that. And Commentators are going to have fun with Pickett to Pickens, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad week. Obviously, the Dolphins fan base losing losing uh, Tua to concussion protocol. So that is my good week, bad week. That's awesome. That 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 is a lot. That yeah, is uh, that that's awesome. that's intense. I love the research here, Drew. It's been impressive just to see all these notes to sit here. This Thank is you, boys. this Appreciate is amazing. It. I love it. Uh, Charlie, do you want to go? Or you want me to go? It's up to you. All right, I'm going to go. Charlie, it's a bad week to be Giselle. <laughs> All right, so Tom Brady picked uh, winning or chasing NFL Super Bowls that he did his wedding ring. Uh, looks like Tom Brady and Giselle are both filing for a divorce. Oh, they for are, real? Oh, wait, you guys didn't hear that. No. Oh, yeah. Is that real? No, that's real. So they both the they are both hiring divorce lawyers. It yeah. has not been publicly stated yet. But they have both been out in about, uh, apparently, both parties are. There were rumors last week that they were living in two different homes in Tampa. And then this week it comes out that they are hiring divorce lawyers. So, Well, real quick then. Giselle's the breadwinner. So is it a bad week to be Giselle or Tom Brady? Well, I think, well, you're right. 
But I think at Tom at this point, Tom's probably got enough money, and Tom might get uh, child support checks at this point because you're right, Giselle probably makes more money, a lot more money. Uh, but I think it's probably a bad week to be Giselle, knowing that your husband of 13 years chose football instead of you. Yeah, that's that's not a good look. Yeah. Uh, Especially when you've asked him to retire a couple times and he said no to I'm your face. To well, he, no, he said yes this time. I mean, did. But, but it also she didn't say that he couldn't unretire. Right, right. <laughs> but also, you go back and you think about the ten day absence that Tom Brady had in training camp as well. Like, I'm not, I'm not a drama queen. I know some people will take and run with this, but like, there are some signs that point to there is actually again smoke here. All right, yeah. and there's smoke, and there's fire. Uh, so it's bad week to be Giselle, and then Charlie and Drew. It is a good week to be the Bills and the Eagles. Both teams went down early, early by molt by double digit scores. Both teams end up coming back and proving that they are a impact team in each of their conferences this year. Yeah, Charlie, that's my good week, bad week. That's, that's uh, great. Um, I just want to say. Feels great, baby. It's a good week to be Jimmy G. Hell yeah. Especially after just everything. And then he had a bad game last week with very questionable um, play calling and everything. But then he comes out and he's just, he is the Ram Slayer for yeah, sure. He is the Ram Slayer. Um, 100%. And man, it made me feel good. Uh, I'm not going to go much more into it because I will when we talk about the game, but. It's a uh, bad week to be Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Because I, you know, one thing that I thought about is I bet he was pretty excited to start against the Bills, who he was with last year. And now he's going to go to Buffalo as a backup again. Mm -hmm. That's got to sting. But it also plays to my point that um, Mike Tomlin will put his team in the best position to win. He will put the player in that he thinks gives him the best chance to win, no matter outside circumstances. This is one of those outside circumstances that could sway another coach. Like, all right, we'll give Mitch one more try at this. Uh, Mike Tomlin's like, right now, this picket's got to be going to give us a better chance to win. Um, he said after the game they needed a spark, and Kenny provided that spark. Yep. And Threw three picks, but ran for two touchdowns. But there you go. He damn sure provided a spark, that's yep. for sure. And Kenny, um, Kenny Pickett's going to get a hall pass, too, because they know they're probably going to double dose up on, like, Najee Harris, you know, in the run game. They're going to give him the ball. And, the, I mean, honestly, I mean, you're playing the Bills. You're going to have to play it tight. But he's, he's going to go to the safety blankets. He's probably going to go to fryer move. I'll, I'll let you take it away, Charlie. Well, here's, here's the problem with the Steelers right now. Their offensive line. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's at quarterback. I mean – they, they have an incredibly suspect, mediocre at best offensive line. So if they had a better offensive line, Mitch Trubisky would be playing better. Kenny Pickett probably – I mean, so I feel bad for Mitch Trubisky because they didn't give him a chance with the offensive line. So it's just – I mean, I'm not expecting a ton from Kenny Pickett because of that. Um, but, I you know, it might be a little more dynamic, a little more fun to watch. Um We'll we'll see how it goes. I wonder if he tries to run, do a fake slide, and then run for a touchdown like he did in college. You guys remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. And then NCAA changed the rules on that. But um, yeah. All right, are we ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. So last Thursday we had the Dolphins and the Bengals, boys. As we know, Tua 
aside here, what do we think about the game overall? What do we guys think? I thought the Bengals looked good. They looked backed. It was a big win for them. Although, obviously, they did lose Tua. It was still a big win. And whenever Tua comes back, this will do a lot of good for the Bengals playoff seeding-wise. Because it does look like the Dolphins are heading towards the playoffs this year. Charlie, what'd you think? Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater played pretty well coming in. Um, and I think that he will keep them afloat with that high powered offense. He's one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. Um, Cincinnati, I expected them to win because I expected them to be back on it. And I think they could get on a roll here. Um, that was a big win for Cincinnati. Drew. No doubt. I, I really like Teddy too. He's a really good game manager. I mean, you can stick him in there and I don't think he's going to lose you games. By any chance, but I think the Bengals are just now trying to just get a little bit of trail on the tires now. Then you got Joe Burrow, you know, he he squeaked out the win with two tutties. You got Mixon going for 60 yards and a touchdown. And, and honestly, with the Dolphins, who are you going to stop with? Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. This man, Tyreek Hill had the cheetah, had 10 receptions for 160 yards. So I think the Dolphins are going to be just fine. And the Bengals are going to be just fine. Yep. Yeah, I think that uh, moving forward for the Dolphins, I think, is what we all have to focus on here. But I, I think of all people, Mike McDaniels has proved that he can get the ball to his playmakers. And I think in order to support Teddy Bridgewater moving forward, that's what he needs to do. He's got two really damn good ones in as wide receivers. Also, Mostert's been doing pretty well running the rock. Yeah. So I don't want to forget him um, and get him involved as well. Oh, Raheem most hurt. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, expect mad yak. Yeah, lots of yak. Yeah, lots of yak. And I think that'll help Teddy Bridgewater get the ball out of his hands early, make the easy throws, and then let Cheetah and Jalen do the rest. All right, boys. Anything else? No, I'm good it. on it. All right, let's move on. Here we had our first London game. Uh, obviously, it ended with the double doink, which was absolutely electric to see. Can I, can I talk about real quick how this game started? Well, do, do you want to talk about being absolutely fucked by Alvin Kamara? Being completely not even dressing <laughs> in this game? He's, he's tracking a play all week long, and then they just screw us over by just listing us out 20 minutes before the game when what? it's an early game to begin with. And he's sitting in my starting lineup, and I lose by two points because he's sitting in my starting lineup, Charlie. Uh, it's see, not like I played him or anything, Drew. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. That doesn't. I'm not. Those are the dirty saints. <sighs> I actually got him out of the lineup just in time. Just saying. <laughs> Brutal. Thanks. Well, what I was gonna Brutal. say is, you know how they they sing the national anthem and then they sing Britain's national anthem. Yeah. God save the king. Now. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I did not know that. Yep. So I, I, it just threw me off when they were singing it. I'm like, oh my god, that that changed quickly. Yeah. That's all I. That's how why I wanted to talk about the start of the game. It's God save the king. Okay. All right. Anything to add about the game? Yes. Uh, I actually thought the first half of the game was brutally Ugly. boring. Yeah. It was awful. Uh, awful. And then it took the red rifle. Till the second half, probably. Listen, Red Rifle and Chris Olave have a connection, which a lot of people were very 
criticize like we're criticizing like oh, I don't know if he's gonna have a connection. Right. And all of a sudden they did. I mean Chris Olave. I mean you can say what you want about Drake London, but Chris Olave in these last couple weeks is starting to prove he absolutely has a place in this Saints offense, and they are better when they're throwing him the ball. Yeah, they're going to him when they need something to happen. Mm-hmm. And Chris I don't Olave, expect that to change, even I when Michael Thomas comes like back. 16, right? What sixteen fantasy points? Something yeah. close to that. Yeah. But like, even like in the Panthers game, like, dude, like this guy's this guy's a little bit of a terror, man. Yeah, yeah. he's he's, he's legit. Watch. Yeah, especially when James comes back, he was just the deep ball threat, and you know James loves to throw the deep ball. Yep. So if he can get into the end zone a couple times, I like his chances. But other than that, Justin Jefferson ended up doing his thing, uh, and Kirk Cousins gets a win, even though he played. Man, I cannot believe the Vikings are three and one. <laughs> it They've only you. had one. They are frauds, though. One They're good frauds. game. Their secondary is terrible. Their oh secondary. They're it's so atrocious. bad. They're it's so. Atrocious. They're so bad. Their front seven. I told you this. Their front seven's good. Their secondary is terrible. Their offense is mediocre at times. It looks like they're limited by Kirk Cousins. So. I mean, they they barely got out of this game by Will Lutz attempting his second career long field goal in as many tries and double doinking it. He had it. He Maybe did have he it. it. He yeah. did have it. He did. And he double doinked it. Oh. Uh, anyways, I mean, I guess good for the Vikings, but that's a fraudulent 3-1 and one team right there. I got Madison poaching uh, a touchdown from Dalvin Cook. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. do uh, Dalvin Cook owners feel with their average draft position? I don't know. They, the, both I, those I guys stay, seem to be trending towards 1A, 1B at this yeah. point. Yeah, so. Where Dalvin used to dominate that backfield. So. Yep. All right, boys, let's move on. We have Browns at the Falcons. Uh, typical feisty Falcons game, right? I mean, they just hung in the game for a majority of it. Uh, what did we say? Charlie Amari Cooper was going to disappear. Oh, guess what? He disappeared. He sure uh, we nailed it hundred percent. Um, besides Chubb had a good game. Hunt had a good game as they always will. Yep. But it was more to me about the Falcons being able to run the ball in this game without Jadavian Clowney, without Miles Garrett. They were just rushing to the outside edge every single time and getting, like, chunk plays. Not 5 or 6 yards, but 10 to 15 yards every single time. And that was even after Cordero Patterson went out with his knee injury. So, you know, I don't even know who other they have besides that Allegier kid, but they were just consistently running the rock and honestly saved Marcus Mariota in a game where Drake London and Kyle Pitts were locked down for majority of the day. Yep, they were. Um, it, it was a great win for Atlanta. I was happy to see it. We were hoping for it. We, you know, both said thought that they would. They are a good team. Like they, they are. A, I guess feisty is the best way to put it. They have a lot of good pieces. They have a lot of promise and potential. I'm not willing to say that they're going to be a winning team. But they're going to be in a fight every every week. What? Tell me what's going on with Kyle Pitts. Also, like he's been a disappointment. I don't know yeah, if well, Arthur Smith doesn't know if he likes him or loves him. Or I think honestly, I think what it is is that because they're lining him up as a tight end more often than not, they're not like lining him up as an outside wide receiver. That's where Drake London is, and so therefore, in my opinion it is easier to double cover Pitts because he's lining up as that tight end because you stick the backer on him and then you help over the top with the safety. And therefore, I think it's a little easier to look right away from Pitts because he's got that double coverage essentially sitting on him where you might have single coverage on the outside depending on what you're really looking at. Right. I mean, that's what Travis Kelsey has to deal with almost on an every week basis. Yeah. But 
Facts. I know, uh, I'm not sure if uh, Cordell Patterson, did he go down during this game? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah with uh, the knee he's, injury, he's like Charlie said. Solid fantasy production, but he I did. guess Tyler Algier stepped up. Oh, shit. I don't know what the rest of this, this Falcons backfield looks like, but I guess apparently he's a, a somewhat even deeper leagues. Tyler Algier is a fantasy pickup if you're you if know, you're hurt. If, if you're, if you're I league. mean, you could have one. I mean, there are quite a few significant running backs going down this week right. that may not play this coming week. Algiers a great waiver wire pickup. Listen, I think Algiers is the long play, but playing against yeah. the Bucks this weekend, I don't yeah, like that yeah. play. Right. Pick him up and then sit him on the bench yeah, for a week yeah. and go from there. All right, boys. Uh, we have the Commanders at the Cowboys. I mean, Cooper, or sorry, Cooper Rush. I mean, the Rush Magic. I mean, what is Drew? Hey, what, are, what do we think here? Is the Cooper? Do we actually have a QB controversy in Dallas, Drew? No, I don't think you have a Cooper. You, I don't think you have a controversy. But you got Cooper Rush going fifteen of twenty-seven, two hundred twenty-three yards. I think two tutties. Beating out the Commanders, the ass Commanders. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, he's holding down the ship till Dak Prescott gets back. So, I mean, the Cowboys, I hate to say it, I mean, they're in good shape because, I mean, the talking heads, you know, on ESPN and all these other networks, all they want to rave rave about is the Cowboys. But, I mean, they're in in good shape, man. They've got a good uh, backup quarterback. So, kudos to them. Charlie, what do you think? Um, Yeah, Cooper Rush is impressive. Great football name. I know. CD Lamb had a good game too. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, he, he, he had a really he good game. He can only here. have a good game if his quarterback can throw it to him, and he's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, Zeke and Pollard. Okay, mm. eh. a, a decent eh. punch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was expecting a little bit more, but it, it's turning into a much bigger handcuff than Zeke managers would probably like to right. see. Right. It's kind yep. of very lack. Jerry Jones at the beginning of the year was very much like, oh yeah, Zeke, 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 Zeke. And it, it is not turning out that way. Right. Zeke shows some spark every now and then, but Pollard just brings it consistently. Tony Pollard's yeah. just getting a little nibble of the cheese there, you know. It's kind yeah. of makes you a little frustrated if you're a Zeke Yeah. A I mean, Zeke owner. Yeah, I mean, you could be a Pollard owner and he can't. He Feel the same way, really. Well, sometimes he can, I mean, I would flex him if I had him. Yeah, I mean, I think Pollard definitely has more potential to pop off on a certain game. Yeah, because he he could break a uh, tackle or could break a you know break a screen or something like that. But yeah, so uh, guys, I'll end it on this. There's two defenses in the league that have allowed 20 points or less in all four of their games so far. Niners are one. Niners and Eagles. Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys. Okay. Cowboys. All Dang. right. D P O Y. You could argue Talanoa Hufanga. Well, I was thinking more uh, number eleven down in Dallas, but I'm I'm totally on board with it right now. I mean, Michael Parsons just playing absolutely stud. electric right it now. Is, it is, I it, I mean, it is incredible. What so he's doing. something to keep an eye on moving forward. All right, boys. Frankly, he could have won it last year. Yes. Uh, talking about moving forward here, we have the Seahawks and the Lions, and wow, of all the games. No one would have predicted this would have been the shootout of all games. I won't lie, though. I did play in daily, and I did win some money again, Charlie. I'm on a hot streak right now. I'll knock on some wood later. Um, but, Charlie, the guy who won $1,000 in the league that I was playing in had almost every single player in his lineup from this game alone. Rashard Penny, Geno Smith, Tyler H- or C.J. Hawkinson, T.J. Hawkinson, 
Um, Jamal Williams. I mean, absolutely crushed it from top to bottom. And absolutely electric game, 48 to 45. If you didn't see it, there's so much scoring here. Charlie, it, is this a not? I won't say anonymously. Anomaly. Anomaly. Um, is Gino good? Is Jared Goff good? Here's here's the thing. Are if, these defenses that bad? Whatever, whoever, <laughs> whoever the Lions are playing, choose players from that game because <laughs> yeah. the amount of points in those games is insane. Jared Goff, I think, is good. I picked him up late last week because Jameis was hurt. I had Jameis because I was replacing another quarterback. And at the last second, I decided to start him over Tom Brady. He got me 40 points. Yeah. And I that mean, was without Amon Ross St. Brown. And um, TJ and DJ Shark. Yeah. And Swift. I mean, it is incredible. I think the Lions offense is absolutely legit. And their defense is absolutely atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. I feel I mean, bad because, like, obviously the number one pick, boys. Have we heard a single word about him? Uh, not since week one. Not since week uh, one. Yeah. I haven't heard anything. Have you? I, I, I don't had, even know. I, I'll be I curious had, to see his stats. I have not heard. He's of, got a few sacks. He does, but those are from first two weeks, I think. Okay, guys, how can we not talk she about T.J. Hawkinson in this game? Absolutely going ape shit with eight receptions, 179 yards, Good God. and two tutties. Dude, Jared Goff was looking hit for him every single time. Dude, this man went absolute bananas <laughs> on the field. Dude, he helped. Lily, shout out Lily. Yeah, Lily won some some DK money this my week. My wife Lily won the unsolicited advice DraftKings. This Fifty week. bucks, right? Yeah, nice. And Hawkinson's been kind of relatively quiet. He has year. been, yeah, so really because they've got him over St. Brown. Yeah, he's been out. So I mean, I mean, games like this, he could very easily skyrocket to the top three to the tight ends, which mm-hmm. we all know is a it is not a hard thing to do. But those top three tight ends are so, so valuable to fantasy. I mean, right now, I think Travis Kelsey is a little bit above even number two. Yeah, Yeah, I think it would would say Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson at this point. Andrews, yep, okay. Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson. Andrews had a dud this week, so that's why I think he drops a little bit. Do you think he still produces when Amron St. Brown comes back? I think so. I I don't think think it's mattered. Like, his... I don't know. I his thought fantasy it, points is like I'm not. Like, I thought I'm his not sleepy that. few weeks was surprising it's to me. Very, very yeah. sleepy. Yeah. Like, what's going on? I think right. he's heating up. Yeah, I, I, think, I think this I think is him heating up. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we get into a tight end conversation, so I like talking about tight ends. But you got to talk about Higby. You got to talk about Fryermuth. I'll leave that for another discussion. But <laughs> Hawkinson blowing up. This yeah, week. absolutely. All right, boys, let's move on here. We have the Titans at the Colts. Uh, Drew, what what the fuck? I mean, what 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 do you say about this game? I mean, I mean, Derrick Henry. You could say a bunch of things that that's probably the only bright spot here for either team. But like, and I'll be really and I, Charlie. We talked about this last week. I really wanted to see the Colts in a primetime game because I want to see why are they so bad right now. And we're gonna get our answers this week in primetime. But like, Drew, what what the hell is going on here? With the Colts, the Titans are who they are right now. I think we kind of knew a lull was coming for them, but Drew, can you explain the Colts? So what I've heard is is that Matty Ice is turning the ball over, and they're you know not able to get anything done. You know, with you know, did did Jonathan Taylor go out of this game? He was he, was he did yeah. he did go out right. Yeah. I don't know at what point, but he did he leave did the not, game. He had very little fantasy production. Yeah, and so it was another, probably pretty early. That's another thing. Pittman and him were quiet. Like I don't know what the deal is with like Pittman, but he 
Pittman had kind of a lackluster day. So I don't think Matty Ice is really firing on all cylinders. I know he's, he had like 356 yards, two, two touchdowns, but like 17 points? Like something's not adding up here. You know, and obviously the sleeping giant of Derrick Henry, all king Derrick Henry, went off, and he's he's doing his thing now yeah. with two good performances in two back-to-back weeks. Yep. So you could also talk about maybe Mo Alley-Cox, you know, also having a good day with two tutties, 85 yards, and six receptions. But the Colts, I mean, they're just not playing complete football right now. And the Titans getting the win, I mean, it's like, ouch. You know, the Colts are they are not the same Colts of last year. And so, Charlie, and, they're losing ground in the AFC uh, AFC really quickly. AFC yeah. and in their division. Yeah, one, and two, and division. one. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Anything um, else, Chuck? Anything else to add there? No, I want to. See, I want to watch a full game. Yeah. I want to see him in prime yeah. time. Yeah, so I, I, I agree. I, I, I really wanted to see this Thursday night's game because yep. I'm, I'm really curious to see. Because it's yeah, there's a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Lots. All right, boys. Yet let's they keep... happen to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what in the world? Let's keep this train rolling here. We have the Bears at the Giants. Uh, Saquon, we called it, went out, did his thing as Saquon does. As running back and quarterback. Yeah. Um, but I think the main thing, we've kind of already talked about Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor, and we knew Saquon was going to do his thing. It's a bad year, bad whole year to be a pass catcher in New York. But, boys, I want to talk about Justin Fields. Charlie, is at what point... Do we? We can't. Do we, we can't. move it's on? A bad system, you cannot man. move on from Justin Fields yet. At it's what a point have we seen enough to say? Give, eh, him, give him some weapons. Something stinks he, here. He give he him needs, some weapons. He needs weapons, and, man. He's on a bear shit. At, with, dude, the Bears just run the ball, dude. They're they're nineteen hundred style football, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> they, they, I mean, so you don't think you don't think have, we can judge Justin Fields this year? I would love no matter what a, Fields, no dude. matter what performance he puts out there. You don't think we can I'm, judge him? I'm really thinking not not, not with his I second with his head coach, staff, dude. second head coach. Uh, so yeah. his second system and arguably, I would say his offense is worse than it was last year. Yeah, he's gonna struggle. Honestly, I, I'm not I willing to, to have Justin Fields write it up now. Well, I think so it would would be, I'd love to have a lot of other quarterbacks. There's probably about 31 other quarterbacks I might want at this point. I would find it shocking to see him succeed this year. So, I, you know, He's we were not, not expecting much. And it's not – I don't think it's fair to say whether it is or isn't Justin Fields at this point. Okay. All right. Uh, I think I, – I agree with you. It's not hard to see that his weapons are, are dog shit. Besides Darnell Mooney, you could argue David Montgomery, but he obviously is hurt right now. Khalil Herbert seems solid as a backup running back. But you need playmakers on the outside. We all know that. But just like, I don't buy the system. Cole Komet is probably the only other pass catcher you have besides Darnell Mooney. And the only time Cole Komet sees the ball is on these stupid tight end screens where he's catching the ball behind the line of scrimmage with his feet flat and he's not a fast dude, and he just gets tackled for a loss. It's just like, I don't know if it's Justin or I don't know if it's the team. It's I coaching, man. It's I, bad I agree with you. His weapons are dog shit. But something to my nose does not smell right here. Well, let me just say this. Somehow they're 2-2. Two and two. Well, oh, who I mean, who, I mean, that, who have they that's, played? I mean, they played the Niners. 
And they beat the Niners on the what the first week of the season. Yeah, yeah, in a well, shitty downpour it was, game. It was a. I mean, come on. It was fl- very uh, fluky. Listen, when they're listen game. when they're two when they're two and seven, we we're not going to really be right. You know, right. but <laughs> I, I'm saying for like for Bears fans, you know, I'm I'm hearing them call into the radio, complaining, complaining, which I understand, but. Also, y'all are two and two. You should be happy with where you are, with how bad your team actually is. Remember when we passed on Rashawn Slater and Justin Fields? I mean, yeah. we've, we've got J.C. Horn. Yeah, but Does, yeah, but yeah. also let me just say this, and this is more towards their defense. Both their first and second quarterback got hurt in this game, and their running back became their quarterback, and you guys lost. Yeah. So, I mean, the Bears. It's just they're a bad team. Justin Fields was missing. Th- he did miss some throws, but uh, yeah, I'm not willing to do the judgment on him yet. Let's move on to the next. I can't believe we spent that much time on that game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we had the Jags at the Eagles. Like we talked about earlier, boys, Jags came out roaring here. They came out to a 14 point lead and the Eagles just worked their way back. I think the story of this game, Jalen did not necessarily light it up with through the air because it was a downpour majority of this game. But I was kind of expecting, besides those 14 points, I was expecting a little bit more from Trevor Lawrence, who the Eagles defense made him fumble not once, not twice, not three times, but four separate times, and the Eagles recovered each single one of those times. So... In a downpour game, you kind of put an asterisk by it, understandably. But if you're just, if you're Trevor Lawrence, you got to protect the ball. Besides those early points, they really couldn't get much going. I, I don't. I mean, th- I mean they they only got 14 points on offense. That they, they did score 21. There was a pick six early on. Um, I won't lie. When when they went up 14 nothing, I was like, I literally was about to text you. I'm like, damn it! I knew I should have picked Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the same thing, and I was gonna, I was thinking that Jacksonville was going to be like the darling of the NFL, yeah. but um, Philly turned it around. That's Philly did what a good team does. And I kind of like the Jags, man. They're showing they're showing promise, man. So yeah, you know, they they're led by you know a good coaching staff right now. But I mean, getting. You know, beat by the Eagles, and I think Trevor Lawrence just had a just had a bad game, man. You know, dealing with the weather and out there and stuff, and this defense. So, I'm not gonna put too much shame on Trevor Lawrence here. I think he's gonna bounce back and have another good week this week. Philly, the only four and team in the league. That's Facts. right, baby. Facts. Wow, Eagles lighting it up. But hey, we expected a good team from them. The way they made moves and the way they finished last year. I mean, but. They're putting oh, it together. Only, like only four no team. Yeah, yeah they are. Like they're trying to rumble with the Bills, man. Yeah. All right, boys, let's keep the thing moving here. We have the Jets at the Steelers. Uh, besides Kenny Pickett coming into this game, which we kind of talked about earlier, and I'll let you guys talk about it. Uh, the only notable thing from this game, Zach Wilson, last two drives he's in. Uh, I think he was like five for five in two touchdowns or, or a touchdown and a field goal on the last two drives that he was in there for. Although the game he played was altogether very ugly, the first week back, like we said, Charlie going against a very stiff defense in the Steelers, you kind of had to figure something like that was happening. So as a Jets fan, I feel like all you can do is kind of hope and pray that those last two series are kind of what you see moving forward. Am I right? Hey, he's 1-0. Yeah, I mean. I mean I, yeah, I I think you should be excited as a Jets fan. You guys are two and two. Um, 
you, you have put yourself in position to have a season to be happy with. So How about, I, you know, I'm not saying compete for the division with the incredible division they're in, but they've put themselves in a position to be competitive. Uh, Zach Wilson looked good enough in his first week back, good enough to win. I, yeah, I'd be happy if I was a Jets fan. I mean, Zach Wilson, 50%. 18 of 36. I mean, he got enough to get it done, but he is back. He's trying to knock some rust off. Um, but yeah, Against a stiff defense. Against yeah. a stiff defense. True. All right. Anything else, guys, to add there? I mean, that was a pretty ugly game from start to finish. Yep. All right. Let's move on. We had uh, a, a really good game. Uh, not as high scoring as we thought it would be. Um, but, boys, I want to I wanna put your coaching cap on here, okay? Okay. It's always on. It's a tie ball game. Tie ball game. Okay, you have Lamar Jackson. Okay? Mm, it's fourth and two. I know two. where we're going with this. You're inside your own ten, and you decide to go for it. And I don't mind going for it, but you put Lamar Wait, Jackson. inside your own ten? I think it was at or inside his own ten. Okay. What do you do with Lamar? Because what the Ravens did with Lamar doesn't seem like that would be the play call. They take snap, Lamar takes snap, and he sits in the pocket. You're not going to roll Lamar out? You're not going to put Lamar on the run at all? You're not going to move him at all? At all? I mean, not to mention, you can. we can argue the play call all day. But at that point, it was a tie ball game. Ravens... Could obviously very easily kick the field goal, and their defense were getting stops all game long. Okay, so when okay you all right, I got so you. So I'm I'm you my meant, question you is, meant, uh, do you go for the two? Do you go for the thing. fourth and two, or do you kick the field goal and trust that your defense is going to get you a stop playing against Josh Allen and the Bills? Okay, I understand why he well okay put it analytics aside because all of John Harbaugh's decisions are analytics nowadays. Um, I understand why you would go for it. With Lamar, play call, no, not agree with it. If John Harbaugh didn't have the history that he had last year, where they lost just enough games on on these exact play calls and game moments to kick them out of the playoffs, then I would say, yeah, go for it. But. Like especially in this game, like in a, in a game against the Bills, you have a chance here. You guys already have two losses. You have a chance. Uh, yeah, I would have kicked the field goal based on the history. Drew Harbaugh's getting a lot, a lot of heat after this because of exactly what Charlie said. All of the decisions that did not work out for them last year. It is Harbaugh's seat warming up. It is does he have a right to be under fire here? I mean, I mean, I kind of agree with Charlie here. I mean, I think you got to you got to kick the field goal there. I, I understand what he's, I guess, somewhat trying to do. I mean, you're trying to beat the Bills, man. But I think John Harbaugh, he's he's all right, you know. But I think you got you got to take you know the field goal and just go and then let the gameplay go. But you got to take what they're giving you, honestly. But he's really rolling the dice hard there, man. So quick question, yeah. Do you think, and I, I think this is far-fetched and almost conspiracy, but is it possible they're trying to find uh, plays that they can show Lamar that'll 
lower his price? No. No. See, it's like, hey, we gave you the opportunity right there. <sighs> yeah. And no. you didn't make it happen. No, you want to win, dude. You got to win. Right. Well, but a, you also got to keep that quarterback. Them, it's a, technically, it's a win. It's a win. Well, listen, win. He, Drew, That's I think we can situation. agree. He can yeah. come. He can come to Carolina. Any day he wants to, Drew. Am I right? Yeah, hell yeah. I, shit, I would, I would start a GoFundMe yeah, just to pay we, for Lamar. We would win. <laughs> yeah, Lamar. yeah, I know. It's but a dream. I mean, it's a dream. I know. Think about it. I know. In, a, in a sense, it's a win-win situation. If he makes the play, you win the game. Yeah. Right. If he doesn't make the play, unless like, I don't, I don't ah. think it's that far off. I, I think it's, I think it's a fair question to ask at this point. All right, this one was pretty boring, guys. Uh, we had Chargers at the Texans. Uh, again, Damian Pierce uh, had a solid game. Austin Eckler finally pops off for fantasy managers. But other than that, as that's that's about it to talk about this game. Gerald Everett again, you know, making some plays here and there. Gerald Everett had a big day. Mike Williams stays relevant. Thank goodness. Char- I mean, anything else here, boys? I mean, this is. I think we're finally starting to see who the Texans are. Dude, I did not play him this week. And it hurts. I Mike, you didn't play Mike? And I've got him stacked with Herbert, dude. Oh, jeez. Boomer bust, yeah. He's been booming. He's been booming. He's been booming. And Maddie Ice let me down. I should have known, man. Mm-mm. And obviously, Mm-mm. Eckler shredded me. Yeah. He was on the, the opposing side, so. Ah. And I mean, guys, I was going to say, anything else? This is a pretty ugly game from start to finish. I th- It does prove, with all these injuries, though, the Chargers are never out of a game because oh, their defense. I do want to I mean, have one. Khalil Mack did that. well, but their defense is back to being almost just as bad as they were last year. J.C. Jackson does not look that good. He still looks banged up from that ankle. Joey Bosa is almost done for the year, eight to ten weeks with a groin injury. I, safety is he still playing? Who's Jordan that? James yeah, Jerwin James. Yeah, okay. but I don't. It hasn't mattered at this point. Their front seven is still where they're getting gashed. Yeah. Um. Uh. I just want to add with the Rashawn Slater injury, their their left tackle, their backup left tackle stepped in and played phenomenally. He was the highest ranked pass protector this week. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. He was. He had a perfect pass protection rating by PFF. That's so, pretty cool. Yep. It was against the Texans though. All right. Um. This is not going to be so cool. Uh, Drew, you know what game we're going to talk about here? Yes, I do. Um, and before I go into the Panthers, I just want to state the Cardinals look like a very disorganized franchise right now. Um, Kyler Murray and um, Cliff Kingsbury bickering at each other from the sideline to on the field. J.J. Watt it, like making sure that people know that his heart was off of its rhythm. Like It just like Dude. trying hard. I, I don't understand the Cardinals. I don't think anyone does. On the Sam Mills game, dude. Drew, I, I have a couple stats here. Um, and if I remember it correctly, I sent it to Charlie earlier. The Panthers right now are averaging about 53 offensive snaps per game. Trash. 53 offensive snaps per game. Trash. Drew, if that maintains, that will be the league worst. League worst in over... 10 years. Dude, it does not surprise me with David Tepper and Matt Rule. Like, Matt Rule, get 
Get the fuck out of here, dude. All right. Go ahead. Blake. So, so Drew, I, I, and I'm going to set you up because I, I told you I do not. I Our listeners have had to listen to me staying on the soapbox for the last couple of weeks. I don't want to do it. I want you to hear from someone else so that you guys can hear that I know that I what I'm saying is true. Drew, I want to say this, okay, and I'll let you go from here. Baker Mayfield, third quarter, after his ninth batted pass, ninth of the game, which leads the league in batted passes. He's a short guy. The fans, the Panthers fans, started to boo him <clears throat> during the keep pound, what was supposed to be the keep pounding game and a high morale game for the Panthers. Drew, I want you to explain to the listeners everything why they were booing. Because we both know it's not just Baker that they're booing. It's Baker, it's Tepper, it's Rule, it's the offense, it's McAdoo. So, Drew, step on the soapbox and go from there. Drew, please explain to the listeners why the fans were booing Baker on his last couple offensive possessions. All right, so we we brought in Baker to put in a spark. The Sam Darnold obviously wasn't it. But with this whole watching the Browns game, I forgot what the – the second, what was the second, the Giants game? Yep. You got the the Saints game, and now this game with the Cardinals. Baker, what is going on with all these batted passes? Like, you can't give the ball to DJ Moore and let him eat. You can't give the ball to Robbie Anderson and let him eat. And it's just like when Baker is playing all right and finally making his passes – some of his guys can't catch the ball. Like, what is going on? Like, his tight end, like the tight ends that we have, are trash. Yeah. Ian, Tom, Ian Thomas, like, is absolute garbage. Why would you sign him to whatever deal it was for $8 million? Like, dude, there's better players out there. What are you doing? And then on, on top of that, I mean, it, it's hard for me to get into this because it's like, it's like the dad that gets mad at his, you know, at his son and just says, I'm disappointed. You know, you get to the point where you're mad and you get to where you're disappointed and you get to the point to where you're just like, I don't care what you do anymore. You'll figure it out. Like, it's one of those where like, call me when you figured it out because I'm tired. And when you get to the point to where you're tired, people stop caring. And like Tepper. How are we letting all these fan bases come in to our house, to our house, man, and just take over Bank of America Stadium? We're going to see it next week with the 49ers, and we're going to get our ass kicked, man. We're going to get absolutely shoved in the dirt and made fun of. We are worse than, I swear, like the Lions. We were worse than the Jaguars. We were at an all-time new level of just horrid, horrendous play and all starts from David Tepper and falls down to Matt Rule. And quite frankly, he doesn't know what he's doing. I think, <laughs> I think this man is waiting for him to get fired because he's a clown show. All all the coaches that got fired last year that played, uh, what's his name, Matt Rule, they, they, you know, they got fired and Matt Rule kept his job. Like, what does this say about our organization, David Tepper? Like, we're, we're, we're a clown show right now. And, like, as a fan base, we don't we don't deserve this. Like, what do we do? We give our money and 
yeah, we might be a wine and cheese crowd every now and then, but like, Tepper, how are you letting all these fan bases come in and destroy the bank? We lost to the Cardinals, dude. And the Cardinals, honestly, with they were one whatever record they were, dude. Doesn't even They're matter. Trash, that, dude. Yeah. They couldn't they convert on third down that whole game. And we just put it in a gift wrap bow on a silver platter. On a silver platter and just let them do work on it. Marquise Brown. Uh, James Conner coming in there. He, he, you know, it wasn't even that big of a day. He had 50, He had 15 carries <coughs> for 55 yards, but still bullied us around, threw J.C. Horn to the ground, dude. We got punished, and we just looked like we look like trash, man. You can't give DJ Moore the ball. Like, Baker, hit, hit your man, dude. We could have won that game. It was that bad. It was that bad. It was that bad. And, like, I, I don't know if the ESPN has this right, but, like, Baker had – he was 22 of 36. Like you said, nine batted balls. One touchdown, a little too late, obviously. Two interceptions. I don't, I'm not sure if this is right, but he had a 7.4 QB, QB already? Like, I don't even know if that's right. That like, sounds... Can, can his, you be that bad? Yeah, because average, of can what... Can you be is, that bad? Yeah, yeah. His average this year is yeah. in the 40s, which is the lowest average... Um, in the history of Q- QBR. So, well, I and I like Drew. I I want to move on here because it, it's it is it is sad to say, but I will say this as as Panthers fans, Charlie and I are going to this game this weekend, and we're going to tailgate. Andrew, and, 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 Andrew, that's oh, yeah. right. I, and, I'm and, coming. I'm going to sulk in it. And my biggest thing <laughs> is this: like, I'm going to go to the game, and I want to support my team so badly, but I refuse. I refuse to buy tickets. To put that money in Dave Tepper's pocket to support a team that I cannot, cannot support as much fuck. as I would love to. <laughs> I just like all of the decisions from top down are just absolutely atrocious. We're finally starting to see it. Charlie, the last thing I want to ask you is this. And I'll let you close this thing out here. As a non-biased, non-Panthers fan. If it continues like this, from what you know, you've heard us, you know the organization, like the back of your hand at this point, when should Panthers fans expect to see Matt Rule fired? Is it going to be a middle-of-the-year thing? Is it going to be an end-of-the-year thing? Is there going to be a straw that breaks the camel's back? Because I think all of the Panthers fans would love you to say that there is but I have a lot of doubt that there is going to be. Charlie, say it's going to be this week after we lose against the 49ers. Let's just put it in the air so we can give <laughs> just manifest Steve it. Wilkes the helm and just yes. put just something. Just something. I think there's enough noise from the fan base. And if there, if week. in this, this weekend, if there's more red in the stadium. Which there will be. There will be. There, there, there's when, no if. There when, is. When David Tepper sees that. And maybe a couple more games where there's more opposing teams' colors in Bank of America. He will want to help. He will want to make the fans more excited. And I think just firing Matt Rule, even if that doesn't mean, even if that doesn't mean you know you guys are going to win the rest of the year or whatever, I think that would go a long way. And I can't imagine Matt Rule keeps his uh, one. I can't imagine y'all winning a ton of games, but I cannot imagine he keeps his job. Unless he does some miraculous turnaround, which I just don't see. Happening. Next three games for the Panthers: Niners, Rams, Bucks. Do you think they're going to win any of those games? 
Absolutely, absolutely not. not. I would be surprised if we won three games for the rest of the season looking at our schedule. It is so bad. And I think you guys touched on this, I think, what, two <laughs> weeks ago or probably like last podcast. Matt Rule is 1-26 against teams that put up 17 or more points. 1-27 and 27 now. One, no, I think it's 1-27 well, now. Man. Yeah. It's still one, pretty damn bad. 1-27 now. You yeah. know, like, yeah. that's is this, this is an all-time new low since, like, what, 2010 or 11? Since we had Jimmy Clausen, basically, dude, yeah. Dude, this is, this is not okay, dude. I... I'll leave it for the chapped ass. I'll, I'll I'll leave it so we can just say you know transition, but this this has got me hated. Uh, I agree. I agree, and I'm glad that I don't need to be the one stepping on the soapbox to do it. All right, guys, we're moving on here. Uh, we got to take the soapbox away for Drew here, uh, understandably so. Otherwise, I'm going to get on top of it and do even worse. Uh, so we're moving on. We got the Pats and the Packers. Uh, the Bailey Zappy game. Wow. Oh, yeah. oh Zap, dude, he is Zappy uh, Mac Jones clone. No, they look so much not, alike. Not just in the face, though, like exactly how he plays. Well, I mean, he's a little like, bit more more mobile than yeah, Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they look exactly this. It they is, are legit clones. It is wild. Something's broken in the metaverse because, like, they look the exact same. <laughs> they look the exact same. It's um, so weird. I think uh, Charlie, literally, what I have written down is um, Packers clinched butthole, um, and I yeah. think that's pretty accurate yeah. here. The fact that they had a third-string quarterback keep it this close all the way up until a game-winning overtime field goal. Yep. So, I I mean, Drew, do you want to calm down? You want me to go to Charlie first? Yeah, go to Charlie first. Okay. My, my feathers are a little ruffled. So. All right, all right. <laughs> Charlie, what is your opinion on Zappy and... I, I feel like we all kind of know, like, these are, these are just the games that the Packers are going to play this year. Like, what's your opinion on Zappy here? What what do we think? Yeah, I was kind of excited to see him. Um, I thought he was a hell of a quarterback in college. Um, I didn't expect to see him, and hey, and then we was, did. That was a pretty good debut. I mean, to go toe to toe with freaking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, pretty solid. I it mean, was. That is pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, it was. That's th- a, that is something to hang your hat on. Like you know, you do not need to freaking walk off the field somber. That's pretty damn cool in your yeah, first game like action. A lot of it was them being able to maintain the running game. Yes. Damian Harris sure. and sure. Ramondre Stevenson both had a solid game. They're eating. They're but uh, yep. they definitely kept them in there. But you got Obviously, aired. the true test will be when you got to really air it out a little bit. What do we have? But yeah. I think it's going to be the Zappy show moving forward, right? I mean, I would assume so. Yeah, that, right. I mean, Brian Hoyer had a concussion, so he'll. Out, I mean, at least next week it's Zappy. Drew, what did you think of the pack? I think of the Packers, man. I think Aaron Jones in this double-headed run game. You've got Aaron Jones doing his thing. You know, sixteen carries, one hundred ten yards. Being Aaron Jones, putting on his glasses, being the man. You've got AJ Dillon doing his thing, getting a similar workload. And Alan Lazard, six receptions, 116 yards. So yeah, he finally had a game that was yeah, worth. Yeah, I think can we uh, can we throw in Romeo Dubs there? Yeah, I'm he, yeah, big fan. Charlie big fan. Charlie picked him up in fantasy and he oh, did yeah. really well. Big All fan. Right. He he reminds me a lot of um, Rashard Jennings, like mm-hmm. just his play style, like just with being able to just like turn his body and catch that back shoulder pass that we know Aaron Rodgers loves to do. Just like his body control, his his physique. 
He's a little bit smaller. Yeah, slender guy. Um, but he just like what he's able to do just matches exactly what Rogers really wants in a wide receiver. So and they they really didn't go to Tonyan in this game, man. I was kind of he got a, his first. He had a toddy. Yeah, he had a toddy. Yep. Okay, well, shout out to Tonyan then, Nick. <laughs> oh, Bobby. Uh, All right. Uh, let's move this thing forward here, boys. We had the Broncos at the Raiders. The Raiders are off the schneid. Thank Drew, God. Drew, uh, just just tell Charlie that off the schneid is a legit saying. He didn't I, believe me last year. Well, then I heard it like six times in the next eight days after you said it for the so, first time. So I de- You were definitely the first time I ever heard it. Okay. And then I heard it like 48 times after that. Okay, so Drew, use it in a sentence one time. Have for you ever Charlie. heard off the schneid? Just, just go with it, bud. You've so, never heard. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Have you heard of off the Schneid? I haven't completely heard of off the Schneid. See, but. see, it's not. It's it's kind of weird. It's just it's a little. It's a uh, like a niche, niche uh, comment. But then you heard it six times, so is it really that niche? Well, it, it was just a weird week. The planets aligned and shit. No, no, no. You don't, 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 no, no, no. I haven't heard I feel it like since. You should go like. Like spelling bee. Can I get the origin, please? Yeah. What is the origin of Schneid? Is I, that, I could you spell you, Schneid? Is that could you use it in a sentence? If I were to spell it, it would be S C H N I D E. I like that, Charlie. You think that's right? S C H N I D E. Not like Schneider, which would be E I D E. No, I think that's the correct. That would be the correct spelling. Off the Schneid. Off the Schneid. That's got to be like New York. Uh, like uh. Something someone would say in a bagel shop or something. I feel I like know. Chris Boomer would say it Is somewhere. This a northern thing? Yeah. It sounds northern. It, it may be. Uh, it may be. That's why I don't know. Yeah. Well, speaking of, the Raiders are <laughs> off the schneid here. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Josh McDaniels <laughs> off the schneid. Uh, guys, uh, biggest thing for the Raiders here was even though Pat Sertan uh, did what he does best, Devontae Adams still had a very productive game here. Uh, so that was good to see for Devontae Adams supporters and fantasy managers. Also good to see from a David Carr perspective that he's able to get the ball to his number one wide receiver, even with arguably a top five corner in the league at this point. Sure, sure. So we talked about Josh Jacobs absolutely going off. We did also talk about Javante Williams going down for the year. Mm. There's a lot to unpack from this game moving forward for both teams. So, Charlie, I'll let you start first. Start with, Charlie, you do the Raiders, and Drew, I'll come to you for the Broncos here. Charlie, what do we think about the Raiders and the Devontae Adams, the Carr-Adams um, connection here? Do we expect Josh Jacobs to have more games like this? Do we not? And did the Raiders' defense take a step forward in the right direction here? So, I think that Josh Jacobs just earned the respect of his coaches and team. And so, mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was kind of like a – prove it party for him if you will um and i think that he will continue to do it moving forward i now i'm not saying the um, quite that amount of production but someone you can rely on fantasy wise i would think so i I think that he'll probably be a reliable rb2 moving forward um jacobs 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 yeah um and I mean, I think that was how they were able to succeed was because they established a hell of a run game this game. And it opened everything else up. And I, so, yeah, I do expect a lot more running from the Raiders. And I think Josh Jacobs will be obviously the bell cow for that. Um, Drew, do we, do we expect 
the Broncos to be able to make up for Javante Williams with um, with the two running backs they have now, Mike Boone and uh, Melvin Gordon. And they just got... Also, they seem to take a couple more deep shots this game than they well, have a majority of the year. They got Latavius Murray today. Yeah. They That's right. I did Latavius see that. Latavius Murray making up for a murky backfield right now. So what... You've got Melvin Gordon, you got Mike Boone and Latavius Murray. Honestly, um I've got to see a little bit more. We'll see Latavius Murray didn't have too bad of a week last week. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Alvin Kamara was out. He played in London and he got a touchdown. So, I mean, that's really making a murky backfield for for Denver. Um, I'm really looking for the Broncos to lean heavily on Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. You know, Cortland Sutton's kind of been a steady Eddie man quietly. And he's put up some nice performances. You know, I've got Corden Sutland with, you know, uh, five receptions, 52 yards, one tutty, finally gets a touchdown. But, like, he's, like, full PPR. Like, Corlin Sutland's been a nice, steady play. So, and obviously we got to touch right back on Josh Jacobs. Like, 28 carries. Like, holy, that's that's a workhorse load right there. Dude. It two is. Tutties, I, I think the yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, I think the one thing to, to wrap this up here about the Broncos was that this game, the Raiders, I think, exposed the Broncos for a weakness in their rush defense. I mean, obviously, you could, you could point right at Josh Jacobs' numbers, but I think it proves that Teams are going to start trying to see if they can run the rock a little bit more on Denver. And based off what I saw, there might be some openings there. So they might be locked down as far as their wide receivers go. But I think a weakness for this Denver defense might be on the ground. Is this also part of like the Nathaniel Hackett conversation? Does that come into play? Uh, yeah, I and that's it's a good question to ask. And I think we got to continue to push and just wait, wait till next week. Wait till next week. It seemed that there was a little bit more chemistry this week from that offense, but in the same sense, they couldn't put it together when they needed it to to go win the game. So we will see. Let me add one thing on Latavius Murray. Well, he had 11 carries for 57 yards and a touchdown. Since 2018, Latavius Murray is one of the most efficient, I think the most, now I'm trying to say the stat correctly, but it's like efficient touchdown getter. So for the amount of carries he has, he is a touchdown vulture. So sometimes he is worth the waiver wire pickup, especially if you're a Javante Williams guy in fantasy. Maybe snag Latavius Murray, stash him on your bench, and if you're in a pinch, he's a touchdown vulture. So just something to consider. Fair enough. If he gets the ball in the red zone, he's going in. All right, boys, let's move on to the Sunday night game. Uh, It started and ended with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, That was about it. Um, Buccaneers ended up fumbling the opening kickoff. Two plays later, Patrick Mahomes throws it to Kelsey. They get into the end zone. Next thing you know, they get a stop against the Buccaneers defense. And then the uh, Chiefs go down and score a field goal. They're up 10 points. And that was the difference in the game right there. Those yeah. two drives, they end up winning by 10 points in the final, uh, at the final score. But, like, that was the difference in the game. But, Charlie, to me... You could see the twinkle in Patrick's eye. You know he wanted this. This was the Super Bowl matchup again. He played like what we all expected him to play like in the Super Bowl. And damn, did he look good doing it, Charlie. And not the, only the twinkle in his eye, but the twinkle in his toes. That r- <laughs> freaking ridiculous <laughs> touchdown he had where he ran out, 
did that little tiny spin move, and Chris Collinsworth absolutely nailed it when he said, this is like a dad playing with his kids, and they're trying to tackle him, and they just can't get him down. That's, yeah. And he that's threw the, that little, like, That's on the climb. It was like a flick. Touchdown right God, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. was insane. Yeah. Dude, I, Tom I, threw the ball 52 times this game, dude. He did. He ended up with 31 fantasy points. Um, so, I mean, he Tom Brady did I, – I he was a hate for me, but he played well. He had literally all of his receivers back. And, then, and that's the Chiefs kept – the Chiefs did a solid job in the first half of mm-hmm. mixing things up. But Tom just quickly diagnosed it, as he always does, and he took advantage. I mean, this is a very young secondary for the Chiefs. Besides Legereus Sneed, and it, time was just eating. And they lost Charvarius Ward. And the But, yeah, I mean – Tom just went to work. At the end and of the, at it. the very end of the half, he threw one to Mike Evans. That it, I mean, it just Mike Evans is one of the best receivers, and it is incredible. Steady you in. just throw yeah. it to him; he's gonna get. He's just gonna get it. Draft with confidence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so big game for the Chiefs to win it. Uh, a, a loss for the Bucks, but not necessarily. It wasn't a bad game by the Bucks. Just a couple early mistakes that. Cost them the game. Yep. And they couldn't really establish the running game that well, and that's something that's that very they, true. they're going to need to do to win the game. Lenny had a touchdown, but it was a receiving touchdown. Yep. All right, uh, Charlie, um, let's talk about it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to let you go off, King, here. Uh, once again, you know, we kind of nailed it. The 49ers are the Rams' killer. Shanahan always has McVay's number. Now, sometimes you guys will split well, these games. In the regular season. In yeah, the regular you'll season. split these games, but... We have it in three years. You know, we'll... Uh, what do you have here, Charlie? Um, it was lovely to see this last night. And for us to do it on Monday Night Football, do it on a big stage, see the Yak Bros get back into it. I mean, Debo just showed why he wanted all that money. And it was incredible to watch. George almost had that touchdown. Ah, Almost. Yep, he sure did. Um, Didn't get it. He wasn't targeted until the second half. So, in the first half. He's too busy playing left tackle. You nailed it. You nailed it. He did a lot of blocking. but Jr., dude, taking one to the barn. He did. That was the longest run of his career. It was like 34 yards. Um, That was the longest rushing touchdown that the Rams have led up since like 2018 or something. But um, George Kittle, I want to talk about him. He was running routes in the first half. It's not like he was only blocking, and man, was he active uh, behind the line of scrimmage pre-snap. He was constantly sprinting back and forth. I mean, he had to be worn out, but he wasn't even targeted, which was surprising to everyone. Um, but he got his tar- some targets at the, uh, in the second half. Should have had a touchdown. It was actually a great throw by Jimmy. Um, Jimmy was playing confidently. He... Uh, it was just an awesome game to see. Eric Armstead was back for this game. He had been hurt the last week, and he re-injured his plantar fascia. So we'll see how that goes. But without our two starting interior defensive linemen, we absolutely decimated that offensive line, which I ex- I truthfully did expect. Um, one thing to note, our offensive line, who... We ended up, our left tackle that replaced Trent Williams, he got hurt. So we went to Jalen Moore, our third there. And he was actually our second two weeks ago. And then when 
Trent Williams went out. He was only in for a little bit and did terribly. In seven plays, he gave up three rushes and a sack. And mm. so we put in the other kid. Yikes. Um, but they held up yesterday partly because of Kyle Shanahan's creativity. He completely turned his play calling around. Thank goodness. Um, do you think Jimmy the- Jimmy looked like he had more confidence with the play calls and the playbook? Do you think he's finally coming around? I mean, yes. it seemed your offense looked a lot more like they did last year, especially with the Debo usage and the occasional Ayuk slant or, or inside throw there. But they looked a lot more like they did last year than they did yes. in a couple of games this year. Yeah, I mean, this was their best game for sure. Um their most compl- I mean, they obviously played a good game against the Seahawks, but the Rams had three red zone drives, and all three of them ended in field goals, and that was a beautiful thing to see for our defense. Yeah, it killed me in fantasy. That was the reason why I lost fantasy was because it, the, I would have, I literally would have survived if they would have scored touchdowns instead. But because they were field goals, that was the reason why I lost. I lost by two points to the kicker. Because of Matt Gay, yes. Oh, that's brutal. Yes, Because yes. Um, he had the three field goals, I lost by two points because of the last field goal. Niners defense had seven sacks, forced fumble, pick six, only nine points allowed. They had like 18 points in fantasy. Just awesome. absolutely crushed. I mean, yeah. literally the Rams killers. It was Rams killers. It was awesome. Cooper Cup yet had a career-high receptions. 14, baby. 14. Did he really? Holy yeah. smokes. And I mean – but here's the thing. They throw it a cup. What was his yardage? Uh, Do we know? Like 120? 122 yards. 122. Okay. Wow. Um, but they didn't have a single play over 20 yards. Yeah. The whole game. Yeah. Mm. Um, but Hufanga gets the pick six. An absolute stud. He's going to be an all-pro this year. He's trending that way. I think he's the highest rated safety in the NFL right now. Um, it was just awesome. The Rams have a lot of question marks. The fact that their defensive line couldn't get to us. Jimmy wasn't sacked once. Their defensive line couldn't get to us with our banged-up offensive line. We did actually get our center back, which was huge. Um, the Rams, there are some serious questions. And yeah. we just put a blueprint out there. I mean, we are not a blitzing team. And as long we blitzed and sacked. Yeah. When we did blitz, we sacked. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just so happy. Everyone in the NFC West is two and two, but we're the only one that's two and zero in the division. So we're number one in the division. Nice. Can't wait to play that, Drew. Right? Oh yeah, I'm thrilled. Yeah, can't wait. We're only one game ahead of y'all. All right, Charlie. Uh, don't don't do that. Okay. Don't do. Okay. Don't do that. Okay. Um, do you? Are you good? Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I've. Got anything else? Oh, okay. I just want to say my love for this game was Debo. My hate was Stafford. So I did pretty good. Yeah, you did nail it. Yeah, yeah. I well, I loved Kittle, and that wasn't necessarily right, but oh well. But I'm um, all right, Charlie. High hopes for Kittle. How did we do on our picks? The listeners went eleven and five, which is pretty damn good. Bryce, you went twelve and four. Nice. But you can call me king of the picks. King of the week. <laughs> I went 14 and 2. And the double doink. Is what was what, the other game you lost? The, the ring around the rocks. Um, double doink and then what else? It was one that we both lost, I think. Sorry, hold on. Browns? 
No. What game did I lose? Ravens? Stellars? No, you picked Stellars right. Lions? Lions. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, so next, Charlie, we're we going to do the update next week or week six. We're going to give everyone the update on where, where yeah, the standings yeah, yeah. Week, are. Week six. Week six. Yeah, I want, I want one more week to try to catch up a little bit. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I, I respect that. I respect that. All right. Uh, without further ado, uh, let's get into this week's games. All right. We got Colts at the Broncos. Denver is favored by three full points. Thursday night football. Uh, Drew, who is your love-hate for this game? For my love, I've got Pittman and I've got Naheem Hines. I can also throw in Cortland Sutton just because I like the solid volume, solid target share. And for my hate, I don't like the Denver Broncos backfield with Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murdy, and the Boone combo. So I'm good on that pass. Charlie? Um, I'm opposite. I actually love the Melvin Gordon Mike Boone, Latavius Murray. I put Melvin Gordon, Latavius Murray. I actually really do like Mike Boone as well, um, but I think Latavius Murray could be a touchdown vulture. I Indy's defense is suspect, and Shaq Leonard is out again with a concussion. Uh, I hate Matt Ryan. Bryce? Uh, yeah, I agree. I actually, I again, kind of second you there. I love uh, uh, Mike Boone. I picked him up in, in fantasy. I think uh, if you are playing daily, we'll get into that later, but I think he could be a solid cheap addition as well. We know Melvin Gordon struggles with fumbling the ball. My hate is going to be Michael Pittman uh, with Pat Sertan doing what he does best. I also could have thrown Cortland Sutton in this because Gilly Locke, we know, is on the other side of the ball here. So Pittman, Sutton, maybe Judy. Not sure who he's going to play this week. I am curious to hear your game pick, I got to say. I'm going to go Broncos get a win at home. Drew? Broncos at home. Charlie? Um, Do tell. Broncos. I think this is going to be a defensive win for the Broncos. Not yes. having Shaq Leonard is a big, big deal for me. Yeah. That's a big swing for me. Um, all right. Uh, let's. Uh. It just sounds crazy to me that they can beat the Chiefs and they can't beat the Broncos. But Yeah. That's, that's, but but no, yeah. no Jonathan Taylor was also part of my assumption here. Yep. And that that that's big. Could, is just about, if not bigger, than Shaq Leonard being out for sure, as well. For sure, for sure. All right. Uh, God, I don't even want to do this. Naheem uh, Hines might be a good wave wire pickup dude, this week. I'm, he would he be. Might, he might get somewhere between 12 carries and 7-plus targets. And yeah. state product. Yes, uh, Panthers uh, versus the Niners. It's in Charlotte. Niners are favored by 6.5 points. Drew, who's your love-hate? Panthers, I, I've got to say Christian McCaffrey. My hate is Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah, get out of here, dude. Uh, I love Jeff Wilson. I hate Christian McCaffrey against his defense. I actually hated CMC and Jeff Wilson. Our rush defense has done a very good job bottling up line, running backs besides Saquon Barkley or since Saquon Barkley. So I actually disagree with you on that one. But I love Debo here. Just the usage. He's back to the same type of Debo that they used him last year. We don't have anyone who can stop that, not to mention if we're on the field for freaking 20 minutes. It's just going to be a bad day. Drew, what's your game No, it's going to be a great day because we're tailgating. We're going to have a lot of fun. Drew. I mean, it's obvious. It's the Niners. Yeah, Charlie. I'll leave it at that. Niners. Niners as well. A clean sweep. 
All right, let's keep this thing moving here uh, and not get depressed or shed any tears. We have the Giants at the Packers. Green Bay's favored by eight full points, which seems that seems like a trap a little bit there. I, I might like we talked about Charlie last week. I might take might take the Giants to catch the spread now, if okay. Jones plays. Okay. If okay. Daniel Jones plays. That is the craziest thing I've ever thought that any of us would say. Yeah. If Daniel Jones plays, <laughs> yeah. they're going to... you got to say Dan- Daniel Dong-Jones. If Dino Dong plays, yeah, then I think this is a trap spread for sure. Drew, who is your love-hate? My love, I've got Saquon Barkley going in at 31 carries, 146 yards. He, this man's been going off, and obviously you got to you got to include Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. This uh, their backfield's looking pretty good. My hate is actually Robert Tunyon of the Packers. Charlie, uh, I love Romeo Dobbs. I hate Giants wide receivers in this one, just because of the up in the air with Daniel Jones. And if he does play, so so what? Yeah, yeah, sure. as far as the wide receivers go. Um, my love is going to be the Packers running backs. Um, I also really like Dobbs here though, too. Um, I think Dobbs could have a, be in line for another big day. My hate was going to be Saquon. And the reason why is because I didn't know if Daniel Dano Dong was going to be healthy or not. A lot of what Dino Dong does well is when he's able to run <laughs> the ball himself. I don't know that he's going to be able to do that with his, uh, ankle. Right. I'm going to... This is tough. Hey, real quick, not that this really matters, but Kenny Galladay looks like he will be out. I mean, he only has two more catches than I do this year. But yeah, yeah. Anyways. Fair enough. So, boys, this is a London game as well. Packers uh, and Giants are playing in London. So, big international audience here. I'm going to say Packers get the international win in a close one, though. In a close First one. time Green Bay's ever played in London, and it's the last team the NFL has gotten over. So it's this is the 32nd team in London. Wow. They're the la- the only team that hadn't been there yet. Very cool. So Drew, I got Packers with the win here. What you got? I've got Green Bay. I've got Green Bay. All right. All right, boys, let's keep the train rolling here. We got Steelers at the Bills. Buffalo is favored by 14 points. That's a lot. Um Drew, who is your love hate? I really like Pat Fryermuth, man. He is he's just a little shining star, dude. I like Pat Fryermuth. And my hate is uh I really don't like some well, I do like Pickens kind of sparking up, but you're going against a stingy Bills defense, so kinda of gotta look out for them. So just just be on watch. Um I'm going to love Singletary in this, which I'd never do. That's yeah, I, that's shocking. Um, but I am going with Devin Singletary in this one. Um, and I hate Pittsburgh's offense. This is just a tough first game for Kenny Pickett to start. Yeah, my love is going to be Isaiah McKenzie here. I think he's going to get a lot of uh, that third receiver reps. Gabe Davis is kind of limping with that ankle injury. He does not who, look who, the same. Isaiah McKenzie? Yeah. Yeah. He is in, currently in concussion protocol, but he should he be should okay. Be is he? Okay, I did not know that. Um, he, he might be all right, it sounds like. He should but get a little bit more target share this week, don't you think? It, it, and Jameson Crowder has a broken ankle, so yeah. okay. If, if Isaiah McKenzie clears concussion protocol, which it sounds like he might, then I think he could get a big target share. Sure. Okay. I, mean, I gotta change my hate to Dawson Knox, man. Like, what's going on with Dawson Knox? He's just not doing what he was doing last year. 
That's fair. Yeah. So. Uh, but Charlie, I agree with you. It's got to be Kenny Pickett. My hate. It's got to be Kenny Pickett. Maybe he can get the ball out to, to his wide receivers, but again, tough game to start right mm-hmm. off the bat. All right, boys. Uh, moving along Wait, here. Game pick. Oh, sorry. Um, Bills. 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 Yep. All right, we have Chargers at the Browns. The Chargers are favored by only three points here. Uh, Drew, who is your love-hate? I mean, for love, you got to go with Justin Herbert. you got to go with Austin Eckler. You can't go wrong with those guys. And my hate is, for the Browns, all receivers not and tight ends not named Amari Cooper and David Njoku. <laughs> Charlie? Um, I love Eckler and Chubb. I think Nick Chubb's just going to keep producing. Um, and Eckler had a breakout game, which we've been waiting for. Hopefully he keeps it rolling. Um, my, I, I know I'm going to keep this train rolling, but I hate Amari Cooper. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you here. I, I like Eckler. I love Eckler if Miles Garrett is still out. If. If not, that does kind of change some things, but he did pop off. I think they're starting to find their run game here. My hate is going to be uh, Keenan Allen. Just... He re-injured his hamstring again last week trying to practice. They say he's day-to-day. I don't like him for this matchup because uh, they just have a stingy secondary to begin with. But I don't know. I kind of wish they would just hold him out at this point and just wait for him to get healthy. It's really screwing up my fantasy right now, but uh, no, I'm not the only one. Um, I'm going to go Chargers are still the better team, but it's probably only by a three-point score. Drew, what you got? I've got the LA Chargers. I've got the Chargers. We're, we're gonna have to start picking different teams here. I, I really that's that's not an easy pick for me. I really want to decide with the Browns, but I, I I don't know. We'll see. All right, uh, we have Bears at the Vikings. Minnesota is favored by seven full points. Guys, this one should be easy. Drew, I'm gonna pass to you first. Love hate. Well, I love is uh, Justin Jefferson, obviously Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Uh, well, the entire Vikings offense. Yeah, pretty much the entire <laughs> Vikings offense. And I pretty much don't like any of the Bears at all. Tough game. Um, I love Justin Jefferson. I hate Justin Fields. Yeah, I love Justin Jefferson. I hate Khalil Herbert. Um, I have the Vikings getting a win at home. I'm going with Minnesota myself. Vikings. Okay. All right, boys, as we keep this train rolling here, we have the Lions at the Patriots. New England is favored by three points. Drew, who is your love-hate? I'm liking, well, I'm liking me some Jamal Williams. He just seems to get the train rolling, and uh, I'm not sure if St. Brown's going to be out or not, but, I mean, you can obviously throw St. Brown in there, but uh, that's that's my love and my hate is, it, honestly, Hawkinson's been up into, after that big, big-time performance, I want to see what, what he does with the Amaran St. Brown back in the game. I want to know if he's up and down or if he's going to be volatile. This is just a – T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, T.J. Hawkinson. So, well, that's my love-hate. Okay. Um, I love Jared Goff in this. He's like the number six overall fantasy player right now. Yeah. Uh, and he's like – yeah, I, I, I like Jared Goff. Um, and I hate Nelson Aguilar in this. I actually hate Jared Goff and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, they don't normally do well against Bill Belichick, and that's kind of what I'm going off of here. Yeah. I love uh, Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. Boys, I'm going to get a win. Patriots at home. 
Bailey Zappi gets his first win at home. Mm. I think they find they do enough to get a dub at home. Drew, game pick. I, I've got Detroit. Okay, Chuck. I, I've got Detroit as well. Uh, pulling, although it's really hard to go to have Bill Belichick lose. It would be like three in a row. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing it. Okay. All right. Uh, we have the Seahawks at the Saints. Seahawks were once again on the East Coast. Fly back home and now fly all the way back to the East Coast once again. New Orleans is favored by five and a half points. Charlie, before we go into game picks, do we know if Jameson, Jameis is playing this game or not? Is it the Red Rock, Red Rocket again? Um, there's no update on Jameis. So TBD. TBD. Okay. Uh, monitor those uh, the injury reports coming out this week. All right, Drew. Who's your love hate? For my love, I've got Chris Olave. It's kind of hard not to like Chris Olave, Chris Olave right now. And Doesn't also, matter who's throwing to him. Yeah, in my yeah opinion. He's, he's just getting the ball. And for my hate, I've got. I'm just go with <laughs> Kenneth Walker. It's kind of an easy one. Yeah. Low hanging fruit, guys. Sorry about that. Charlie, <laughs> um, I love Olave as well, and I hate Gino in this. Yeah, I agree. I love Olave, and I hate Rashard Penny in this. What? I'm gonna go Saints get a scrappy win at home. In the dome. Drew? I'm going with Seattle and Gino. Ooh. Gino magic. All right. Uh, I'm going Saints as well. Home dome, what you said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We have the Dolphins at the Jets. Miami is only favored by three points at this point. I did say I'm going with New Orleans, right? Yeah. He said home dome. Okay. okay. Home dome? Home dome. I thought I said Seattle, but I meant New Orleans. Dolphins at the Jets. Miami's favored by only three points. Drew, with Teddy Bridgewater manning that offense, who is your love-hate? I like Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill in this. My hate is I'm not that impressed with Zach Wilson. Sorry, guys. Chuck? Um, I love Tyreek. I think they're going to get the ball out of Teddy Bridgewater's hands into Tyreek and some yak. Uh, I hate Michael Carter in this one. Okay. I love Raheem most hurt. Uh, in this game, uh, for the same reason, I think they will do a better job of getting him the ball than they will Tyreek Hill. Uh, Sauce Gardner done a pretty good job so far this yes, year. Yes, he has. Yes, he and has. so that's why I have Tyreek as my hate. I think he will get the yak. Mike McDaniel's obviously will be very creative, but as far as his route running production goes, I think it might be on the downfall there. Um, I'm gonna go. Um, I think Dolphins are still the better team. Drew. I've got Teddy Bree, Teddy B with a, a Teddy Two Gloves with a Miami win. Chuck. Um. So I. I'm gonna. I was gonna go Miami, but since y'all are both going, we've all picked a bunch of games. This is this is when the Jets want to play Miami when two is out. Yeah. Maybe they can pull off another. They gonna beat Bridgewater? The I don't know. Game manager? I don't know. I'm going Jets. Okay. Uh, next, we have the Falcons at the Buccaneers. Tampa is favored by eight and a half points. That seems like quite a large spread, but when you look at Brady against the Falcons, he normally does well. Drew, who is your love-hate? I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay pass catchers. Um, what's the deal? I mean, we got Lenny. He's still putting up good performance, but you got Rashad White also coming in there with a split. Um, my hate is Kyle Pitts. I'm disappointed. I'm sorry. Chuck? 
I love Tom Brady in this one. I've had him as a hate the past two weeks. With all his pass catchers back, divisional game, I think he does well. Hate Mariota. Yeah, my love is, like Drew, going to be Bucks pass catchers slash wide receivers. My hate is going to be uh, Algier. Uh, just um, Falcons running backs in general. No one can run the ball on the, on the Buccaneers. I don't expect that to change. Boys, if this was in Atlanta, I might sway somewhere else, but this is uh, this is absolutely a W for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. I've got Tampa Bay. Nice. Tampa. Tampa. All right. Next, we have the Titans at the Commanders. Tennessee's favored by two and a half points. Drew, who is your love-hate? This one was a tough one for me. It seems like Derrick Henry is getting back on track, so I love Derrick Henry. And my hate is, oh, it's a toss-up between Tannehill and Carson Wentz. And I'm going to have to lean. Oh, I don't even know what to pick on this. It's just just flip a coin. We'll go with that. Okay. Chuck? Um, I love Derrick Henry and I actually hate defense in this game. I think this might be a high-scoring game. Um, Bryce? I literally had the same exact thing. Okay. Same exact thing. Love Derrick Henry. Hate defense. I don't know that both of these I, – I, the only thing that the asterisk comes with is Jahan Dotson. Four games for Jahan Dotson, four touchdowns for Jahan Dotson. I think he's Hurt. out this game. Hurt. I, that's what I'm saying. So, so that's the only asterisk there. Does that does Curtis Samuel, Samuel Terry Samuel McLaurin, McLaurin about to eat. get a little bit more? Do the, whoever they replace right. Dotson with does he get some more action? Samuel's been. I don't know. Load, that too. could make maybe, a difference. Maybe Logan. Oh yeah. Curtis Logan Samuel. Thomas. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna go Titans control the ball and time of possession Titans get the win um, like I said this one's a tough one for, it's kind of hard for me to squeeze the trigger on there because I wanted to go Titans I've got commanders at home like I said man this is a this is a coin flip I'll just it's not, since I've got to do it I'll just go commanders what I originally had Chuck commanders were hard to watch last week against Cooper Rush um, I'm going Tennessee all right, next we have Texans at the Jags. Tex, uh, the Jags are favored by seven full points. Uh, Drew, who is your love-hate? For my love, I've got Damian Pierce, man, with two back-to-back good games, 43 points combined, full PPR. And for my hate, I've got my bust of a pick right now, and I've got Travis Etienne Jr. because this is led by James Robinson backfield, so that's my love-hate. Chuck? Um, I love your hate, by the way. Like, as in, I I hate him as well. Yeah. But uh, that is not my the hate that I chose. I love Damian Pierce, but I hate Houston's defense. Who okay, I actually I'm I'm gonna flip it. I I understand the Damian Pierce. I picked Damian Pierce. I like that. I'm gonna go. I love James Robinson here. Um, and then my hate. I'm gonna copy you as well. I think Travis Etienne. I think this is James Robinson tearing his Achilles and coming back has absolutely taken over this backfield and ETN has been subjected to only being a third down back and it's incredible. It's yep. absolutely incredible. Yep. I, I scooped him up after two weeks, man, because I knew I was like, as soon as I was like, dude, you better jump on James Robinson quick yep. if somebody picks that. That's a up. great, great pickup. Um, uh, I have Jags at home. Get the dub. I've got Jacksonville also. Trevor I've got Lawrence coming to play. I've got Jacksonville. Okay. Next, we have the Cowboys at the Rams. A tough one here. Rams are favored, actually, by four and a half points. Drew, who is your love-hate? 
I've got C.D. Lamb. He's hot right now. And Jalen Ramsey is not. I've got C.D. Lamb with 43 points in the past two games. And my hate is, uh, let's see here. I, I really don't like the Rams running backs right now. I don't like Akers. I don't like Henderson. Chuck? Um, I love Higby because Matthew Stafford's going to have to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And it's either going to be Cup or Higby. Um, so I'm liking Higby. I actually hate Zeke. I think the Rams did a pretty good job on our on our rushing game yesterday, believe it or not, or last night. And um, uh, so I'm not liking Zeke in this matchup. I am going to copy your love. I, I think Higby, for that exact reason, I think he's got to get the ball out quick in order to survive this game. Um I think if Matt Stafford takes one bad hit in this game, one bad sack, I mean, I think we're we're all hanging on an edge here. I don't, I don't know why I just got that feeling, but uh, watch this game closely here. Uh, my hate's going to be CeeDee Lamb. I, I agree with you, Drew. Jalen Ramsey doesn't necessarily cover the number one wide receiver, but this, this is finally a true test for Cooper Rush, and I think we might be pumping the brakes after this game. So I'm going to go Rams, get the dub at home. Right. Going, going back to Higby also, this man's been flying underneath the radar with 18 targets the past two weeks. So Matt Stafford's finding him the ball. Like he's, he's the number two in this, this, uh, this Rams offense. Absolutely. Who's your game pick? I've got the LA Rams. Chuck. I'm actually going Dallas because of the stat you said earlier about their defense. And I think their defense is going to eat up Matt Stafford. Super Bowl hangover? I get that. Absolutely Super Bowl hangover. All right. Uh, next, we have really the Eagles the at the Cardinals. Philly is favored by five full points. Drew, who is your love-hate? All right. So, for my love, I've got everything Eagles offense. I want all of it. Put it all on my plate because I'm all in. Give me the rushing attack. Give me the receiving core. Give me Devontae Smith. Give me Give me Brown. All these boys are eating right now. Give me the defense. I love it all. And for my hate, um, I'm not sure. We'll see. Let's say, uh, let's say James Conner. Uh, I know that's kind of hard to pick, but I had to pick one, so I'm gonna put it out there. I get it, Chuck. Uh, I love Miles Sanders in this one. I hate Kyler Murray. Uh, my love is gonna be um, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. That combo is doing really well. My hate's going to be Cardinals wide receivers. This is this is a no-fly zone. The Eagles secondary is called the no-fly zone for a reason. Uh, and therefore, th- this is going to be shut down. I have Eagles all day. Drew? That's the Eagles. We got the Eagles. Yeah. All right, boys. Sunday night football. We got a hell of a matchup here. Bengals at the Ravens. Baltimore is favored by three points. Drew... Who is your love-hate? I love me some Lamar. Lamar's balling out right now. And I really don't like Cincinnati's tight end, Hayden Hurst, right now. Chuck? I love Joe Mixon in this one, believe it or not. Um, And I actually hate a love that I've had so many times. I'm going to hate on Duvernay this time. Ooh. Unless. Bateman's out too, isn't he? Unless. uh, It's debatable. He's day-to-day. Yeah. Unless you've got. Unless you have him in a league where you receive points for uh, receiving or um, kick return yards, then I'm not a huge fan of Duvernay. 
Bryce. Um, my love is going to be wide receivers. <laughs> um, I, I I agree with you. I think the Bateman Duvernay thing could be an issue. I just see this as a Mark Andrews game. I just see this as like yep. a, a dominant Mark Andrews game. He's going to have a blow up spot. That's just so I don't know. There's a wide receiver, but more of pass catchers here. Y'all, y'all see? Did y'all pay attention to that? Was it a fullback that's behind that line? Or I don't know who it is, but like I don't know if he's a tight end. It was like Ricardo or something? Ricardo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, he's a hell of a fullback. Pat yeah, he's Ricardo. massive. Dude, yeah, he's, he's every yeah. bit a fullback. Yeah. I also like uh, Tyler Boyd here. I think he's in a sneaky blow-up spot, being that third wide receiver for the Bengals. Uh, my hate's going to be running backs. I think both running backs could fall into the end zone. We saw that happen with J.K. Dobbins last week. He did get two just like that. We know Mixon can, has the capability to do the same. I just don't like the yardage and the usage here for those guys. But I do think both of them will probably fall into the You're end You're saying zone it's going to be a shootout. You think it's going to be yeah, I think it'll be Lamar Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, 100%. So, oh, boy. This one's tough on the game pick. Um, I, I'm – jeez. Mm, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know. It's hard. This one's hard. This one's it legit hard. I'm going to say the Ravens respond after a tough loss last week and get a win at home. That's, I mean, Baltimore favored by three is literally home field advantage. That's that's all I have. That's all I can see right now. I'm going with Baltimore just because Lamar's been falling short of these big games. He fell short of the the Bills game, and I think he fell short of the Miami, the Miami game. game. So I think he needs to get one here. He's due. Um, I'll – do like Baltimore for those reasons, and I think John Harbaugh is going to blow another analytics call, and Cincinnati gets the win. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, <laughs> all right, boys. Last one. We have Monday Night Football: Raiders at the Chiefs. Kansas City is favored by seven points. Drew, finish it up here. Who is your love hate? Oh man. So I mean, you can obviously go with a couple of loves here. You can go Devonte Adams, Josh. Jacobs coming off two, you know, two tutties, improving his worth there. Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. There's, I mean, this is going to be, those are my loves. My hate is, and for my for my hate, I've, I've got to go with Darren Waller with 10 total points in the past two games. They really need to get him going if they are going to beat the Chiefs. I think he's got 22 yards per game in the past two outings. Ouch. Next. Um, my love, hate, I love Josh Jacobs as well. Um, my hate's going to be Clyde Edwards Hilaire in this game. I I know that's not going to be a popular hate. Um, I just think that the Kansas city defense is going to be, well, I'm sorry. The, the Las Vegas defense is going to look Las Vegas last year went into Kansas city and won a game. They probably weren't supposed to. I know this is a different coaching staff, different team. Um, I think it's going to be more of a shootout. Bryce, who you got? Yeah, I love Mahomes here, but I agree with Drew. I think you could just spin the wheel and pick a love here. I don't think it matters. Um, but I do like um, Devontae Adams taking advantage of this very young, weak secondary as well. My hate is going to be actually Josh Jacobs. I think if the Raiders want to keep up in this game, Josh McDaniel is going to have to throw the rock around and, and use those wide receivers. We know where the Chiefs' weakness is, and that's their secondary, they're going to have to toss the rock. So my hate's going to be Josh Jacobs in order for the Raiders to keep up. I have the Chiefs getting a win at home. 
I've got Kansas City at Arrowhead. I've got Kansas City as well. All right, boys. Uh, that wraps it up for our picks and love-hates. Uh, I do want to get into our daily segment, as we always do. Charlie, you know I love picking out a couple guys in the daily lineups that can be starters and producers and win you some cash. Charlie, I'm going to roll. I'm like three three or four weeks on a roll. I've won money. Uh, I literally have like $130 sitting in my DraftKings account that I know I will lose eventually. Um, but as of right now, I'm still doing okay. I'm in the there plus. You go. You're I'm killing in the it. plus. You're killing it. So uh, DraftKings guys that I like this week, Charlie starts off with Patrick Mahomes, only seventy nine hundred dollars. I mean, for what he's going to do in this game against the Raiders, that is way too cheap for Patrick Mahomes. He's going to absolutely kill it. Uh, for a running back, I really like James Robinson. I told you that in this spot here. Uh, this is a really weak Texans defense. We saw what Eckler did last week against. Uh, the Texans defense, I really think James Robson can do the exact same. At only $6,300, Charlie, it's hard to go away from that. My two wide receivers are going to start with Chris Godwin, $5,900. As long as he's healthy, he's going to be Tom Brady's number one target. We all know he's going to feed Mike Evans for a touchdown here and there, but Godwin is going to get the receptions. He's going to get the yards. That's probably where you want to be as far as paying points go on a weekly basis my next one's going to be Tyler Boyd I kind of mentioned it before but I really think the Bengals are going to try and take advantage of the Ravens secondary and a big part of where they're going to do that is using Tyler Boyd across the field Godwin only $5,900 Boyd only $5,200 last week was a really hard daily week but you can find some really good values here this week and that's where I'm going with both these guys my tight end for the week is going to be Dallas Goddard at only $4,700 here. Again, just the Eagles' uh, offense and what they're able to produce. He does seem to be like Jalen's safety valve. So although he's not killing it yardage-wise, he is getting the receptions. And as we all know, DK is a PPR league. Therefore, he should give you that sustainability that you're looking for. Other guys of note, though, guys cheaper than that, Gerald Everett, Tyler Higbee. Guys, you can also look at down the line here if you need cheaper options at the tight end position. Lastly, this one's shocking. I know we said the Cowboys have one of the top two defense, maybe not the top two statistical defenses, but as far as only allowing 20 points per game, Cowboys are only $2,500. They're going to get at least two or three sacks a game. Oh, yeah. They're obviously not giving up a whole lot of points on a game-by-game basis. So at only $2,500, this is a really, really cheap, easy buy. I agree with you, Charlie. Mike Parsons is going to get at least two or three sacks in this game. So that's plus a couple points here. Not to mention, I'd like to say Trayvon Diggs is going to get maybe an interception hey, here you shut or there. Down Cooper Cup. I mean, it's... So I like the Cowboys here as my daily defense. Charlie, that is my daily fantasy advice of the week. Can I throw one out there? Love that. Um, on an actual um, cheap for a quarterback who has been producing. And I know I, I, he was my love, but. Gino. Jared Goff? Jared Goff. Yeah. 6100 bucks. Yeah. And his DraftKings average is 23.7 points, but he just rattled off 40. I know it's tough against Bill Belichick and his defense, but I think that there's, I think the Lions' offense is quite dynamic and can probably put a lot of damage on this Patriots team. Fair enough. All right, boys, we ready to wrap this thing up here? Let's do it.
You know how we wrap this up. With the best segment in podcasting. Charlie. Drew. What's chapping your ass? Drew, I think we all know what's chapping your ass this week. But why don't you go ahead and stand on that soapbox one last time. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. All right, well... I don't know. Since I've come down from that, just. Oh, Jesus. Get him back. He's really, yeah, he's really got that chapped ass. He's speechless. He's literally speechless. He doesn't even want to get back into it. Should we we move on? Do we know? Have we addressed? Go to to Charlie. While you collect your thoughts. Okay. Well, Bryce, what's giving you the red ass this week? Uh, Charlie, what's giving me the red ass this week? I will say the pan. I could say the Panthers. Um, but I, I just also just doing a lot of driving. We're getting older and sitting in the car for extended driving. Driving does give you a, a chapped ass. It does. Literally it does. But like just being in the car for like right at that three hour range is normally right. When I start getting just tight and stiff, it's just not great. I obviously I'm doing it for great reasons. Last week I went to Clemson for the NC state game, had a blast. Great time. I don't regret it at all. This weekend I might regret going to see the Panthers, but I will always always have a good time with all the boys drinking beers and enjoying my time. But just a lot of driving in these next couple weeks. And then the following week, I got more driving to do. So just driving. Charlie, yeah. what is your <clears throat> chapped ass? Uh, my chapped ass, th- this is a lame one. I'm sorry, but that the weekend is already here. I cannot wait to go to this freaking tailgate. This is going to be a long ass week of work. And then I've got school, and I have to wait till after class on Saturday to head to Charlotte. To, I mean, I am just so ready. Dude, we are just, like, presenting our butthole to you. Just like, <laughs> it sucks. Because we are about to get rammed, straight thrusted. Please take it easy. So my, my chapped ass obviously isn't very chappy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But mine is. I would say you're just now putting the baby powder on. Yeah. Just to be safe. Yeah. It's one of those it's, precautionary it's a, yeah, things. Yeah, precautionary, yeah. chapped ass. Please yeah. Be, please be gentle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, uh, Drew. <laughs> yeah. Have you collected your thought? Do we do we want to do it? I mean. I mean, I'm pretty much at pink sock where I'm at right now. <laughs> I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty throttled. So we need, we're just straight Vaseline at this point. No, it's just. I mean, are we that far chapped? I think I think he might be like in the ER. I I was gonna say you might be. I think we're in head trauma, like just <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer straight d- jacket. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm I'm so disappointed. I'm beyond disappointed. I couldn't tell. Uh, <laughs> and literally, this has burned me up for like the past two days. Like, I sh- I shouldn't let it bother me this bad, but. The plight of a professional sports fan. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, like I said, it stems from David Tepper. He, he doesn't, he doesn't know what he's doing with a professional football team. Uh, he's made some mistakes. You don't give that much money to a college coach that was with Baylor that really didn't win much. I'm sorry. He really didn't win much. And he, he was with Temple and I'm like, uh, you're, you don't bring in these college coaches. I'm sorry, they don't have, really have a track record 
of a winning success. I know there's a few, there's like maybe one or two outliers, but there's not very many. And then Matt Rule, like, why are you just letting this man just waller in his own waist? He's, I think he's ready to go. I don't want to see these players just lose it and just, just not play because you have, you've got so much talent on this team. And that's, I think that's what really hurts the most is that we've got a really good defense that is trying to bail out this offense. And this defense is honestly has played, I think, pretty respectfully, pretty well. Uh, and when the defense, like, you you just can't give the defense a break and the offense comes in and they just go three and out. Baker, like I said, comes in with, like, nine deflected passes. And, like, this is like a regular, a regular go-to to where, like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, at, at this point, you have to throw in – you've got to throw in Sam Darnold or – and it's a shame, too, because, honestly, our our drafted quarterback that we took in the third round, he's not going to be able to play because Matt Rule put him behind a fourth-string offensive line in preseason. So you're not even going to get to see – Matt Corral at all. So it really comes down to coaching. What were we doing with the with the attempt of doing the split between Baker Mayfield and, and Sam Darnold? Like, he's too much of a rah-rah head coach. He should just give Baker all the reps and let him gel. But obviously, Baker and our offensive line, to give them credit, has been playing better than what they've played in past. And I think Baker, honestly, is just not getting it done. Baker looks like absolute dog you-know-what. I've never seen somebody play this bad. And I'm like, what What do we do to deserve this this crap? So that's that's really my chapped ass. I don't really... That is a chapped ass. Uh, I really that don't is, want to get is, into it too much because I could just keep going. Yeah, yeah, you weren't like, getting into I'll, it too I'll, much. I'll, <laughs> yeah, you hadn't gotten into I'll, it too I'll, much. I'll, you I'll were just scraping that. the surface yeah, there. So, <laughs> Tip of the iceberg. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Loves me, but yeah. I've got to tell you, as a Panthers fan, you know, as like most people, when you wake up in like your daily routine, some people, they do what they do. I don't care what you do. What I, Like you go through your routine, you wake up, brush your teeth, whatever, do all that too, but... Some people check Facebook. Some people check whatever. I, oh, we're I getting check, real I deep into Panthers. that ass right yeah, now. Yeah, I, yeah. I check the Panthers. I wake up. I open my eyelids. I check YouTube. I check message boards. I I watch Panthers Nation podcasts. I follow all the YouTube, all the jargon, all the slander. So, and for me to put all my time in the off season. And just come out like this, and me just like my heart rate still is just fuming, and I'm just so just speechless. Like Tepper, like you really messed up on the hiring rule. I don't care, just go, bud. And 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 Baker, dude. Tepper, call him. Call him, dude. When you figure it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bro. Yeah, call us when you figure right. it out. Baker Mayfield, just <laughs> bro, you gotta get it going, man. You can't hit DJ Moore. You can't hit. You can't hit water falling out, falling out of the boat, bro. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that because I could just go on. I'm, I'm just, I'm just spared the listeners because they, they probably don't want to hear it. <laughs> 
man. Well, that's whether you bag. wanted to hear it or not, you fucking did. Here, you right. heard it here first, baby. Luckily, I brought the gold bond tonight because I knew it was going to be a rough one. That's right. I brought the Vaseline, so I think we got our bases <laughs> covered there, Chuck. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. Any last? Yeah? Yeah, I, I want to tell to uh, to the, the listeners and subscribers, I've heard that I was the only guy on here that gave them a five-star rating. So go smash all them five stars. Go help them out, guys. You know you're listening. Quit being a bum. Just go hit it. <laughs> we appreciate that. We appreciate that a lot. Like, rate, subscribe. Thank you all so much for listening. This has been the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. Don't forget to please like, rate, and subscribe. And check us out on Instagram at un.solicitedadvice underscore. Until next time, bet the over.